0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network every team everywhere new episodes of original content all week on the hockey or wherever you get your podcasts from You've
1: heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more of the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using promo code THPN new users will get a free entry with their first deposit that's promo code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com for details Hello and good day San Jose and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kazer and I'm joined in studio by Producer T. We also have Kyle McLaren and Nick Floor on the
2: line. Producer T, I'll start with you. How you doing? I'm good, doing good. The sun just literally came out as we were going live here. So came up for the know, podcast, I yeah. Love it. And, I, we, and we got a new setup here too. It's, it's beautiful. I feel so professional sitting across the table. You know, it feels it's like a it feels setup. like a radio show. It
3: does like the, like, does. the, like, the like the CHLY vibes we <laughs> yeah, had back in the day. Exactly. It's
1: uh, it's good stuff. Kyle, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing awesome. Joy enjoying my day. You know, it uh sixty some degrees here in California. The sunshine until at least tomorrow, right, Nick? Yeah, and then it's supposed to get uh, a little bit more shittier. But you know what? I can't complain, except for uh, for uh, <laughs> oh my god, that hair. I wonder who hasn't cut their hair in over a year. Uh, dude, right I haven't. I haven't cut my hair since <laughs>
2: since before COVID. I won't. Oh I'm not my gonna, god! Look at that know, hair. Dude, it's it's look like at below that. my shoulders. I
0: love how your hat right? says blonde on it.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. caribou. I'm, perfect, I'm not. I'm not right? a fucking
2: hick at all. But yeah, it's. A <laughs> oh,
3: I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get a haircut until like basically I can feel like the pandemic's over, just because this is one of those things I want to do. <laughs> He's gonna. That's I've always easy wanted top to grow Going my hair on. So. Yeah, exactly. Be down to my fucking nipples. You know, I'd say I'm doing the same. I'd say I'm doing the same thing
1: for my beard, but I'm honestly just lazy as fuck. just do trim So there, there, there you have it, uh, guys. Let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow producer Pigeon, who's behind me at producer underscore pigeon. Looks like he's grabbing a grabbing a lucky logger. Um, <laughs> I'm
3: just, I, I'm just, li- I'm glad he's alive. I mean, yeah, I mean. He's been shotgunning beers what all day, <laughs> all all day, he's on all to the next one, all right now. weekend. He's been <laughs> shotgunning
1: beers. It's uh, it's something else. Producer T, where can the fans find you? At producer
0: underscore T E E and Kyle, uh, McLaren underscore K and Nick. You find me at Nick Floor underscore.
2: You almost threw me off there. I almost forgot it on the on the quick switch. Onwards. I almost <laughs> forgot it today too. I think
0: it's because we're in a new setup in the studio here.
1: I think it's are just a little bit off. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> you know, trying to get my ground here, but. Um, Kyle, before we get into the podcast, why don't you uh, quickly tell us about uh, the, I I guess you would call it event, online event, uh, that you did with the San Jose Sharks.
3: No, there was was something that's going on with the Alumni Association that uh, basically uh, every intermission, they have different alumni's coming on and uh, stating basically what the state of the Sharks is and asking questions from fans, uh, how the game's going. Um and it was interesting. You know, I'll tell you that it was very interesting to see uh how different people react to different games. And again, the Vegas night, uh the Vegas game, uh the one I did the one I did on Friday night went into overtime, but again, it's, it's it's so different uh from Saturday night. But uh it worked out fine. You know what I mean? It was it was something different, but it was it's alumni association kind of uh bringing them back into the live broadcast what kind of vibes are you getting from
1: the, from the fans on, on that kind of event? Like, are they, are they optimistic or are they kind of down in the
3: dumps right now with the team? Well, the only, the only thing I see is fire Doug Wilson, to be honest with you. <laughs> no. oh, and you know, to me, that's not going to solve any problems that the sharks have right now. But, uh, it, it was, it was a great event. It was the first one they ever did. Uh, they had, uh, uh, boil on yesterday. Uh, so we'll see how it goes from there. But you, is everyone has the same opinion? Is you know they're just not good enough to compete right now uh, in the Pacific Division.
1: Yeah, there you go. Dan Boyle has one of the best uh, clips online of him guzzling that gear, uh, that beer yep. when he came back from one of those games and <laughs> yep. just sprayed it all over his face. And <laughs> yes. the camera's like zooming in on it. It's amazing. I got, <laughs> I got to find that online. Too. Beer it really yeah. is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's uh let's dive into some of the games here. Uh the, the Vegas Golden Knights stomping on the San Jose Sharks two yep. games in a row. Uh those as expected exactly. Nick, what why don't you kick us off uh with the first game on Friday?
0: Uh first game, Jones started. you fucking do, right? Uh he gets bow peep. <laughs> <beat. laughs> you like that one, Kyle? Sorry.
3: <laughs> Yes,
0: I do. <laughs> um, he gets pulled for the fifth time in 15 starts, which is a brand new San Jose Sharks record. I think the the record was four in like the '98 season, essentially prior to like the glory years of the 2000s. But yeah, we you know we go down three nothing. Dubnyk comes in, uh, we rally back. Uh, Curtis Gabriel gets bopped by Ryan Reeves. Again. We tie it up, going to overtime. Hey, and wait, then... hold on.
1: Let's let's talk about that fight briefly. I thought he did all right in that fight, Curtis Gabriel against
0: Ryan Reeves. Yeah, there was a there was a turning point in the fight where he couldn't uh, couldn't get his hand off from his helmet, and he he goes for an uh, an uppercut right, whiffs, and then takes a fucking shot from Reeves, and that's when it, it was like pretty back and forth until that moment, and then it just flipped because he got rocked. Well, so,
1: I, I thought it was interesting, though, because, you know, Reeves, his arms are obviously longer. So mm-hmm. Curtis was having a tough time getting any punches in. So he took him under the elbow and kept throwing the arm to throw Ryan Reeves off balance. And I don't know. I thought that was interesting. You don't see that too often in fights nowadays.
0: Yeah, there was a moment where Reeves was looking like a fucking like me out there trying to ice skate. He was <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right. His <laughs> fucking arms were flailing. But I mean, Gabriel approached it correctly from... Uh, the interview that I heard, he said that he didn't like earn his respect the first game that they played Vegas. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, he didn't earn his respect, so they didn't actually get into a fight and then they were kind of talking to each other pregame and then that's what led to the third period fight. The only problem I had with the fight was the timing of it. It just seemed like there was no real buildup to it. In, in that sort of sense. There was no, like, big hit that led to a response that led to the fight. It was just oh, choreographed.
3: Nick, uh, come on. Uh, Logan Couture hit. Yeah, but that was first period. I know, but they started... I mean, again, is what what's the timing frame of the whole thing? Well, to they... Me, they like, you have to pick and choose your timing when you want to fight. And to me, that was a stage fight.
0: Yeah, it was choreographed, is what I was saying. It's, yes. it, it didn't have any real, like... Depth to it. It didn't no. rally off of anything. If they fought right after Couture yep. got hit, that's different. But that's but it, patch,
3: that's that's patch. It was a patch ready.
0: Yeah, bitch already. Yeah,
3: that hit, yeah. The, the, that hit uh, Couture. So you went a fight to fight. Do you mean uh, Gabriel? I mean, again, I give him props. I mean, Ryan Reeves is one of the biggest dudes in the NHL right now, um, and the biggest fighters. But I don't think it changed momentum here or there. I just think it was just nonsense to be honest with you
0: yeah it was just choreographed fighting yep. it didn't do it yep. didn't do anything positively for the sharks and, and as a matter of fact alex Tuck scored a goal right after yep so if anything you're playing into ryan reeves's entire job description yep. i don't understand the idea behind scratching a player like alex true to dress someone like curtis gabriel yep. to, to go out and Play Ryan Reeves's game the entire time. It doesn't make any sense from the Sharks' perspective, especially when you're trying to preach that speed and scoring mentality, yeah. and you dress Curtis Gabriel.
3: Well, you mean the Sharks need more speed and skill more so than they need toughness right now.
0: Skill, yeah, skill, skill, yeah, exactly. Finish. Some finish would be nice.
3: Yeah.
1: I just want to address this comment. Uh, Sharks fan 03 saying, neighbor has a salon and hooks me up with a garage cut. So I think he's uh, hinting at yes. <laughs> T. T, I think you uh, might be. <laughs> oh, man. What, what is a garage cut, though? Is that a haircut in a garage, or is there a certain style to the garage cut?
0: That's the true question. That's no, the million a dollar good, question. question. I think it's just the whole, like a a non cosmetologist haircut in the garage type of I think, thing. Yeah. I
1: think it's you know, they'll they'll cut your hair with whatever they can find in the garage. So if there's only a <laughs> weed whacker in there, watch good out. You're gonna have luck. a messy
3: haircut. <laughs> right? Take yeah, a little yeah. off the top. I saw I saw a younger picture of uh, producer T. And he looked mighty fine back in the day. I'll tell you that. Oh. Gee, Kyle, buy him a beer for a cheese,
2: right? Dude, between you and my girlfriend complaining about my, my hair, man. Jeez, right? Christ. Who hey. cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>
3: my girl cuts my hair. That's why I wear a hat.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, Just was something I wanted to note on the first Vegas goal just looking at our defense, I mean, we've talked about it a lot this season, but in that first Vegas goal, we had four San Jose Sharks watching the puck as the Vegas player slipped in in the back end and was able to easily uh, put, in, put the puck in the back of the net for that goal. I mean, man, if we keep seeing that happen, we're, we're going to keep losing games. I mean, it was it's like a rookie mistake watching the puck like that. And he had guys like Eric Carlson out there on the ice that were just watching him. Then it made it so easy for the guy to thread the pass across the crease for an easy goal. Um, I don't know. That was, that was some disappointing play from, from my perspective.
0: Yeah. A lot of other teams are dealing with issues, selling tickets because they can't allow fans in the sharks just sell tickets to their players. Cause they're just watching. Like they're not <laughs> actually playing the fucking game. <laughs>
3: I look at other teams like, like Ottawa Senators or the Buffalo Sabres or even, even uh remotely like Edmonton is there there are younger teams or the Rangers, which is a younger team. I just don't understand how a veteran team that you think the Sharks are with their players they have given up those soft plays in front of the net. And you yeah. to me that that's what it is. You mean I, I can get Ottawa. Do I mean they got Matt Murray? You think it'd be better, but you they're such a young team. But with these high priced players on the Sharks right now, is they're just not they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. So that's where it's you mean again, it's, it's what direction are they going? And I hate we always bring up we always bring up goaltending defense. Do you mean you have to score goals as well? And they had chances in the Vegas games, but I'm like, you know what? It just doesn't seem like everyone is on board at the same time as you watch. Like, I mean, I watched Tampa Bay game today. And I mean, there's a bunch of teams that are high flying or Colorado. It's, it's, do you mean is, I don't know. Tampa Bay was down three, nothing today and came back and won what? Six, three. I think the score was.
1: I'm I'm not too sure. I wasn't uh, keeping track of that one. But I mean, Kyle, I mean I, I see what you're saying. Like if you look at the contracts on this team and, and the yeah. age of some of the guys, like you mentioned, like this should be a window for us. This should be yeah. a competitive
2: window, but it's clearly not. It's yeah. it's hard to find excuses for these guys now, right? Like yeah. there's no
3: excuses for these exactly. guys. Exactly.
2: I, I mean, you know, you, you even say like, okay, so maybe Carlson isn't as at his physical best because he's been injured for as long. Yeah. But he still has should have the hockey IQ and the mentality on the yep. IQ not to be staring at the puck. That's not a physical thing, you know? That's yeah. not him not being fast enough. That, yep. just, that's it, hockey it, IQ right there. I
3: mean, boy, easy. I don't, hey, I don't know if you guys watched uh, the end of the Sharks game, and uh, Drew Romanda came on and, and, and talked about Brett Burns. and says, that's a Norris Trophy winner that shouldn't allow that pass to go through there on the game-winning goal on Friday night. Yeah. but. He did not win his Norris trophy on defense. He won it because he had those points and he can score goals. Yeah. Yep. And that's where I differ because you know I played with a guy named Ray Borg that did both. Was that guy any good? <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was, was alright but that's what the difference is is you know, I'm I'm seeing these guys that you think that are uh, high-priced players or minus two, minus three. And they know plus, minus, usually when you uh, you scout somebody, that doesn't matter. But it does because you want these guys on the ice for critical moments and critical parts of the game that they should know how to defend the goal. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, you were in the totally wrong spot that where you should be or worrying about something that the goalie should worry about instead of uh, doing your job. Yeah, and I
1: mean, like, it's fine to have defensemen like that to think offense first, but you need that balance. And I think yep. it's pretty clear that this team doesn't have that balance right now. Yep. Yep. Um, Which is
0: ironic because they still didn't score game two.
2: Yep. Like, how do you well, dress yeah, was, basically
0: a, an entire team full of forwards but not yeah. score?
2: I yep. literally, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, the fact that we have all these demons that are going forward that are, you know, attacking mentality, and then we're still not getting the yep. puck in the net, and we're still lacking... Uh, like yep. that cutting edge up front and we have probably since you know for, for over a year now so it doesn't make sense you'd think that that it'd at least be overcompensating the other way it and it's not it's it's yep. it's, it's not a good sign at all yep. every single stage of our team right now from goalie defense and offense is is, is struggling it, they're on a downward trend it, it's scary to see Kyle, do you think coaching has anything to do with it? Because I mean, oh my God.
1: Let, Here, here's, hear me out though. Normally I would yep. say, no, I, I'm, I'm not one to place blame on the head coach right away. Like a lot of people are, but at this point, like producer T just said, I mean, we're seeing the same stuff over and over and it's been yep. quite a while that we've been struggling on defense. If I was Bob Bugner, I would go to these guys and say, Hey. We're going to change it up a bit. We're going to play more on the defensive end, less pinches. You guys might not score as many points, but at the end of the day, we might actually win the games. But I'm not seeing that change happen with this team.
3: You know what, Dylan, is, is uh, to me, it's just a, a, a abbreviation of Pete DeBoer. I mean, again, it's going into the season, they wanted the defense to step up in the play more. But again, it's, you can score goals all you want. You have to be able to defend your goal first yeah and again it's is basically to me is you went uh goals win games defense and goaltending wins championships and that goes for nba uh nfl uh and, and especially hockey is you have to be able to defend your own net and to me is is going on the offense so much is there's so many turnovers there's so many um uh odd man rushes that that again is is the goalie's got you I mean, again, there's just so many different reads, but no, I don't know. I, I again is I, I like Bob Budner. I just don't know if he's gonna. I mean, look at Calgary. They just switched friggin', uh, uh coaches this week. I can't believe Daryl Sutter's back in Calgary. Oh my I, god! Look, it's I it's can't like either.
1: It's like okay, this is kind of where he belongs. But yes, look, what is this like 2005? Like geez. yes,
3: <laughs> oh, it's right? hilarious. Right, but again, is is, is is like, what's the next coach going to come in and with with these players? It's the players. I mean, to me, it's it's coaching, yes, but it's on the players to actually play the right way. And yeah. like like I said, Drew said, is that should that pass in overtime on Friday night should never got through there. But that's Brett Burns for you. I mean, he's going for a steal to get the puck up the ice instead of defending his own goalie, and boom. And the next night's four nothing, and it's just not good enough right now.
1: A great comment from uh Steve Cropper saying, Sure, miss Brendan Dillon. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, that's yep. the exact type of player that, we're
0: <sighs> yeah, we got Justin a couple. ron Brendan Dillon, Dylan Danello. Yep. yep, those Dylan. we lose.
1: The, <laughs> they're the glue of the team. Um, <laughs> I Shane Van Ice with a little bit of a jab here saying, Who would you pick, Brent Burns or Jeff Petrie? Uh, I oh, think that, 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 go- right that goes back a couple <laughs> years. Um, we were doing a fantasy. I'll, I'll give the quick breakdown of the story here. Uh, we were doing a fantasy draft for our last podcast, the stick and rink podcast. And Shane picked Jeff Petrie and we ripped on him. And I mean, I'm when I'm say ripped on him, we were on air live on radio, ripping on Shane for <laughs> picking Jeff Petrie. What does Jeff Petrie do? He comes down and gets like, I don't know what he had, 55 points that season. Yep. And uh, I think Shane actually won the fantasy league, and we look like <laughs> absolute fools. So Shane, yep. Shane will never forget that one. <laughs> yeah,
3: we just need better defense. I mean, that's what we need. I mean, we have we have the offense. Do we? Well, I don't know. Kyle, if we do. uh,
1: Kyle, why do you think I asked Jonathan uh, when he was on the show about sending you a contract
2: offer, man? Right,
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> I, oh
2: I feel no. like we're more than just one like unit away from being a, a complete squad. It's more than just our D. I think even if all of a sudden. Carlson turns around tomorrow, and he's the Carlson of old. I don't see th- see this team making the playoffs because nope. we still have the same two goalies, and we still haven't addressed the fact that we lost a goal scorer in Pavelski two years ago, and we yeah. we haven't, you know, Donsky. We lost a lot of, of goal scorers, and we haven't replaced them. It's you not. May- I, I I I mean, defense is the biggest issue, but I definitely don't think it's the only issue.
3: No, it's not the only issue. You I mean goaltending has struggled this year, uh, in my opinion. We always talk about. Uh, Goal and defense, yeah. Um, but you look at the players that they traded away, uh, Doncic. Uh, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them that you're like, oh my god. Imagine if you had that team now. That you mean Pavelski here? I mean, the leadership is a big thing, and that's where I think right now is they're lacking is is leadership. And you went, know you can say Pavelski, oh whatever, or Thorne or whatever, but you went know in that locker room. To me, there's no. I love Couture, but there's no true leadership right now that's leading them to get over this hump. But like I said, is they're not a young team because a lot of these contracts, a lot of these players are uh, in their mid-30s or, or early 30s or late 20s. That It's going to take them at least four or five years to me to get back to where they were two or three years ago.
0: And yeah, by then, yeah. the majority of those big contracts should be or, or would have been offloaded. You know, Burns will be gone. You the will,
3: Yeah, hope the Vlastic some.
0: contract should be gone. Uh, Martin Jones will have been bought out, yep. if not found out a way to get him just the fuck out of town. Yep. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of turnover. You're going to see players like Hurdle possibly next year get traded at the, the trade deadline as a rental to get. In my opinion, not as many picks, but prospects. The sharks need to find a way to just load their fucking team up with prospects right now.
3: I want to see the sharks turn into almost like Ottawa right now, where they're such a young team and have a so you I mean Murray, uh Murray's a good goaltender. He just doesn't have anything in front of him. But I just when I watch the Sharks, I'm like, they have talent. There's just bleh. There's, no me, soul. there's Again, it's just bleh. what I look at it going, I want, I want them to do better. It's just so bleh, eh. It. it <laughs> I bleh, tweeted out with the, the
0: stick hungry account. I said towards the end of the game, it seems like the fuck's given meter just goes down to yeah. zero the second yeah. that they get behind. Yep. And that goes back to what you were saying, Kyle, about this, this team losing its core leadership. And it, it's kind of being echoed around. All of sharks Twitter as well. It's like this team has no heart at all. Yeah. It's gone. So, yeah. you know, what, what can the sharks do moving forward? And I don't know if you guys saw in the outline. I put the five stages of grief
2: <laughs> I saw in the outline.
0: <laughs> and I, I think right now, so stage one is denial. That would be probably last year. Two is anger. It's when we lose to Vegas every single game. That's the anger, right? Mm -hmm. Bargaining is us figuring out ways on who we can buy out in free agency. That was this last offseason. And now we've hit, you know, some fans are already to number five, which is acceptance. But a lot of fans are, you know, kind of getting between number four and number five, which is depression and acceptance. (laughs) So you have to kind of understand that where this team is at right now is they're not going to compete. And it's showing day in and day out. You have bits yeah. and pieces of guys that show flashes. You have the Balsers and the Leonard's and, and you have the Ferraros, those guys that show that little bit of passion that you want continuously throughout the team. You, love, Le- you,
3: you love Leonard, don't you?
0: Fucking damn right I do. <laughs> yeah. But you notice those. I mean, when he didn't score on Flurry, he was fucking irate. Right. Yeah. But that's what you want to see.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I was having a conversation with Andrew Choi throughout the game too. And he's like, dude, I just like Eric Carlson's just watching the puck. It just seems like he's just, he's just go, he's just watching the game. I'm like, well, what does he have to play for? Yeah. Um, A lot of these guys don't have anything to play for, you know?
1: Well, and the other thing too, like in in the second game, I thought Dubnik actually played pretty well. I know he let in four goals, but I think he had a pretty solid game. And when finally, you know, we don't get great performances from our goaltenders all the time, but when you do get one, you better win that game or you better not get shut nope. out like we did in the second game against Vegas. Nope. That's disappointing.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I said it. I don't know how many times now Dubnik should be the starter just based on uh, skill. And I, I mean, sure the, the stats are almost exactly the same, but at the same time, the team in front of them has to be able to do something.
3: Stats are the same. Who's uh, Jones, Jones
0: and Dubnik Stats are almost identical, right? Well, when you, it's like when you almost no percent. wins, bad goals against average, low save percentage. But the team in front of them fucking sucks. Yeah. So what do you expect?
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it's hard because you. I, 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 I'd actually agree with you. I think Dubnik should be the starter. It's over Jones, but again, is bringing them, bringing in the rookie, bringing the Barracuda uh, goalie to play every once in a while to learn him some experience. But again, is right now when a cap is flat, it's it's hard to get rid of these contracts that we want to get rid of, in our opinions, because there's no there's no other teams that are willing to take on those cap hits. Yeah. And and yeah. to me that's we're we're stuck. We're stuck until everything kind of opens up. Everything you know <sighs> produces a little bit more. I mean, producer Pigeons, producer is just
0: <laughs> ravaging
1: through this <laughs> office looking for the last beer. Just, oh Jesus Christ! That's all Lager. sharks fans
0: right now, bud. Cheers. Oh, right. you <laughs> no, I think you're right, Kyle. Though, like, world, look it, at this. Yeah. Wow. This this off season is going to be. <laughs> Have a beer, man. Take a drink.
3: But again, Hey, Nick, but I mean, 11, 11 and a half for Carlson right now, that's got one goal. Do you yeah. mean, again, is, I get it, but I don't get it in the sense of, you know, what has he done for us? Do you mean Burns? Do you mean the same? Is went, I think he was minus three last night. And again, minus four. Thank you. But again, is if he's a Norris Trophy winner, he is not winning that Norris Trophy not on defensive play. He's winning it on offense. And I get it. I, I love him on offense. I love him shooting the puck, controlling the power play, but he should not be on the ice the last minute of the game. Um, when they're up 3-2, maybe when they're down 3-2, yes. But right now, it's, it's just something's something's not right and i don't know if it's the coaching or the players but it ultimately lies on the players but the coach should be fired before me
0: the, sometimes know? the uh the little bits of this new system just irritate the absolute shit out of me yeah. the no look passes in your own zone to nothing and yeah. then the opposing team ends up intercepting it and scoring a go oh my god this shit is just but again, absolutely it's absolutely very- driving me insane. Kyle, don't
1: they, Kyle, don't they teach you that when you're like five, six skating around? Yeah, don't like you got to know where you're passing the puck in the defensive zone. Don't pass in front of the
3: net. Oh my god! And, like you yeah. mean, I, I watch these games now, and I'm like, don't, don't they teach these guys younger? Like like you said, it's, <laughs> I'm like, you went. why do I need two guys behind the net when somebody's staying in front of the net? It's like you know, you were not. You were not an option when you're behind the net. Like you yeah. can't, you should not score from behind the net. It's the guys in front of the net. And it just it's I'm like, I don't know what they're teaching nowadays, but again, is they're making a lot of money to do these things and they're just not working right now for the sharks. Well, and the sad part is is
1: you know, we keep talking about having 11 million stuck with Carlson, eight million stuck with Brent Burns. Yep. One of the things they should be good at is breakout passes from the defensive yep. zone. And that's that's another area where we're struggling. So it's like, yep. where where are we getting the value from these guys? I just yep. don't
3: see it. I a tape, a tape, yeah. a tape to tape pass should be uh like elementary. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. You're basically
2: yep. paying eight million though for Brent Burns for a one-dimensional player, then is what we're saying, in the sense that he, yep. he's not, you know, he can't play that that D that we need. And eight million for a guy that can't play D is just well not can't i don't know if it's a can't or whether it's just
3: the won't yeah, yeah i think right
1: i now, think it's a
2: combination it's, of both i
1: yeah. mean yeah. you look at him in the defensive zone he's not great he, i mean he's not absolutely terrible but i mean he does get beat every once in a while and he, then that's yeah. even if he is in the defensive zone he but look life. at his
0: decision making it's so fucking bad first goal in game two right it's burns and for on the ice you have uh stevenson and stone coming in right burns for some reason pinches from the defensive zone into the neutral zone to try to take the puck away, right? You're not going to do that against Mark Stone. He is the, one of the best puck controllers in the NHL. So what happens? Burns puts himself out of position. Now you have Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone on a two-on-one against Ferraro. It's a second-year player. Ferraro's caught in no man's land because, as uh, you said earlier, as Drew Remenda pointed out, they, you know, they just make the they make the high pass. So now the defenseman's caught in no man's land. He has to decide something. Ferraro's year two player, so he's fucking stuck. And they just go tic tac toe essentially to each other. Bang bang play. Dubnik has no fucking chance. It's like those m- micro plays are outweighing the positive that he did, like back in twenty sixteen and fifteen.
3: And you went three years ago, Nick. Vlasic would uh, would basically do the same thing. And he's in no man's land half the time, too.
0: It, it's like the decision-making on these guys is shorted out somewhere it, along the lines. It's like that, the, hey,
3: they that don't goes, care. That, that, goes, that goes to coaching. Is What are they coaching them in this uh, day and age of co- uh, of the game in a lot of its offense? But again, it's you have to stop the puck from going in the net. And the Sharks are giving up way too many prime chances in front of their net and way too many, even in the neutral zone, but they can't make a pass tape to tape that's 10 feet away. And that's the freaking basic elementary shit that I learned when I was freaking probably eight years old. You yeah. You know how many kids.
0: times there was like a Kevin LeBanc trying to receive a pass from Eric Carlson on the power play and it hit his stick and bounce over? And I'm like,
3: yeah.
1: Fucking. <laughs> oh my
0: God, dude. Well,
1: I mean, talking about coaching. Can we keep Bob Bugner for next season? I I don't think so. I think I don't think they fire him this year, but I mean, realistically, can we just roll out the same product next season? I don't think we can.
0: No. I've I've hinted and I've said it so many times. This this upcoming offseason, including the expansion draft, if Doug Wilson doesn't make an absolute just hold on. Well, does Doug Wilson stay? What was
3: that? Does Doug Wilson stay?
0: I think this is his, this, uh, this upcoming offseason is going to be his fine, like the final straw. Like, if make he doesn't it, do something, yeah. yeah, if he doesn't do something to either, okay, we're rebuilding or, okay, we're going to just fucking go all in. We're going to move this guy. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're going to see the ultimate Doug Wilson offseason. We're going to see trades. We're going to see a buyout. We're going to see a free agency signing. I mean, I, he really has to go all in because, like Dylan was saying, if he does try to roll out this yep. same bullshit onto the ice next year, he's gone. And um, there's no one right now that I could see that would replace him as a general manager. So I know All everyone's right. like on the fire Doug Wilson train, but like who the fuck yeah. is going to replace him? How, and about no, co- how,
3: about, how about coaching wise?
0: Well, I mean, we had Daryl Sutter was available, but not anymore. So, I mean, if you're going to talk about an old school coach that focuses more on defense, you know, that's, that's something that you would... I
1: think that's the way you got to go. I think you need an experienced coach in there. You need a, like, you need to whip these guys into shape. To be honest yeah. with you, I think a young guy is going to be a little more apprehensive when it comes to that. And yeah. too
3: offensive. Hey, Bruce, hey, T, what do you think about Galant?
2: What do I think about Galant? Yeah, I, I, think be, be like, good I think he'd be. I think he'd be great because you need someone that's going to hold these guys accountable. Yeah, and but, there's but no it's one. A young,
3: but it's a younger team. It's not though. We're not that young. Well, we we're should be. We, we I know we should be,
2: but we're not. Right. Yes. And 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 you know, we've got these guys walking like literally skating around there, staring at the puck, and no one's holding them accountable. Yeah. Do you think that Jumbo Joe would have just sat there and not said anything if that happened when he's on the team? Great point. Yeah, I oh don't think, yeah. and, and, I don't think, or the, you know, yep. I don't think it's the, the internal leadership, right? Totally, yep. it's yep. whether yep. it's coming from the coaches or the captain. There's, it's not coming from either right now. Yeah. So you know, if you're if you're not going to bring in a player that's going to take that on, then you have to change a coach yeah. so that someone's going to hold these guys accountable. Well, he I mean, that's been, yeah. someone needs to ream them out after yeah. that. You know, someone needed to really ream them out because it's unacceptable. Some of these goals, like completely yeah. unacceptable. Like you said, fundamental hockey that you learned at the age of seven. Yeah. Like it, it, there's no excuse at all whether you're yeah. making minimum like league minimum or 11 million yep. someone needs to tell them that i don't think yep. anyone is yeah i agree so there you have it folks the state of the San Jose Boom. sharks
3: <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> thank you for coming to our ted talk
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh steve Crawford saying season ticket holders are thankful they do not have to pay for this yep. same steve yeah. And he also says uh Ottawa laughs at us. I think he was referring to
2: your comments, Kyle. But yeah. see, there's no accountability for fans either right now, right? You know, there's no you can't even get the the, the you know the fans on the side yeah, screaming yeah, at the, you. If there
1: were some booze out know, there yeah, in yeah. the yeah. SAP center, oh, yeah. maybe maybe Doug Wilson would be forced to like totally.
2: look at moves a it, little It kind of compounds yeah. the issue even further when yeah. you've got literally no real accountability. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: But the fucking brown paper bags on the head show up to the games.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I miss
1: those days. I miss those right? days. Where the the Maple Leafs had that going for a while like about a decade ago where every game there'd be people there <laughs> with a paper bag and the eyes cut out and the whole shebang. Is not Vancouver?
3: Um, isn't Vancouver heading there now too?
1: You know, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah. It's getting close. Um but they're starting to play a little bit better. They beat the Toronto yep. Maple Leafs twice in a row. yep Um but you know, it's especially if you, I mean, if you go online, especially Twitter, you look at Canucks Twitter. It is toxic. Yeah, um, that's so.
2: a, they're are a crazy fan base online. Don't. Yeah, yeah right. it's insane. insane. It's you know the, insane.
3: That, that's the thing, though, is, is Canadian fan base uh, compared to the Sharks fan base is. I mean, Vancouver has fans all over Canada. Yeah. yeah, I mean, here here are basically a region of San Jose Sharks fans, and I know it's it's grown over the years, which is great. But nothing beats Canadian. I'll tell you this. Nothing beats Canadian hockey fan base that is true to form, no matter if it's Canucks or Edmonton or Calgary. I mean, Calgary fired their coach for Daryl Suter. I'm like, uh, I shook my head going, what are they doing? But grasping. He will, yeah, yeah, but you know what? I actually have the Sharks hire him back too. So, I mean, he's a, he's a good coach. He holds people accountable and he doesn't put up with shit. I mean, you mean, he only like, won right, what
0: two, three cups, something like that. Yes,
3: but again, it's, it's, <laughs> do the sharks need somebody like that? Like, a, you mean, I don't know. I, I don't know who's out there, but I think a lot would be a, a if if they're going in a different direction, like change directions, don't keep it the same. Because Bugner was an assistant under uh, Pete DeBoer, and yeah, then like he went said,
0: to f- it's the, just a byproduct. Yes, of it's a the by the DeBoer system,
3: nothing's changed. I'll tell you
0: exactly what I would do, boys.
1: I would, I know he's working for an organization right now, but I would hire Michelle Terrian to be our head coach just for a season. You know, the guys would hate it, they would hate their lives, but you know what? It would whip them into shape a little bit. You know, he just just like the story with Terry Ryan. Terry Ryan tells us all the time. He he called Terry into his office. Michelle sat there. Lit up a smoke, smoked the whole thing, didn't say a word to him, and just said, get the fuck out of my office. Yeah. We need that on the San Jose Sharks right now.
3: Hey, I've kind of been I've, I've I've been there besides the smoke. So I know I know what I know what Terry's dealing with. And uh, that was and that was the late great Pat Burns. Hey, by the way, I have to say, uh before uh, I don't know if we're closing off soon, but you know what? Uh, Gresky, you know what, Right. You know, yes. cond- condolences to Walter. You know what? He was yeah. a big influence in Canada. Um, Canada's hockey dad Canada's hockey dad I I did did shed a tear today watching some of the Memorial stuff and uh, I've always had respect for the Gretzky family especially Walter so I just wanted to say that
1: you know one of the crazy things about Walter Gretzky and like obviously I've never met the guy but you feel like you knew Walter somehow like you somehow he was able to connect with people like that so yeah condolences to the to the Gretzky family
2: Um, yeah pretty amazing guy yep can I just you know, we were just talking about the coaches situation? Yeah. Can you imagine Mike Babcock? He's out there, right? Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh my in? god. That may that might be the, the kick up the ass that, that, that could he's really get him going.
1: University in Saskatchewan
2: right now. Yeah, university of Saskatchewan.
1: That's where uh
2: so, so Babs he's is. back in the coaching game, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, he's
1: he's, I, that could be a hell of an interesting. And, um, and Steve Cropper saying, uh, get Torts in here so he can go loco. And you know what? Yeah, if, exactly. If Patrick Liney and uh, Torts don't get along and they choose Liney over Torts, got a home for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about Roy Somers? Uh he, I don't know if the guys will take him seriously with the bolo tie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he uh, he's like publicly stated he wants to stay in the A. Like yeah, He doesn't he totally really does. want to come up. So.
1: Oh, we got a great comment. Mike Keenan. Oh thank you, God. Dave. Mike Keenan. That would be incredible. That guy is absolutely insane.
3: I mean, I hey, I, I may have a job again if Mike Keenan comes in. It's cool. it
1: <laughs> if if Mike God. can come back and get a job, I think all of us can get some work. Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I coach he was my coach in Boston for a year. And uh I thought he hated me. I really did. I thought he hated me when he got fired. He texts me. and says, you know what? You were one of my best players I ever had. And I'm like, you want, know he's I'm like, why He's like, Cause you stood up to me, but you also respected me. I'm like, yeah, you told me what to do. And I went and did it to be my best ability, but it was just like, Oh my God, dude, you're a deck.
1: And, and that's Mike Keenan, right? That's my Keenan. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, I've heard stories like uh, I, I was listening to Chicklet. So this was a while ago. I yep. can't remember who it was, but uh, Keenan was the coach, and like he wasn't playing this guy, and the guy's getting all pissed off. He's like, "What the fuck?" And Keenan goes up to him. He's like, "Tell me to go fuck myself." And he's like, yep. "What?" He's like, "Tell me to go fuck myself."
3: Like <laughs> he loved when the guy challenged him. <laughs> oh, he's just Yo, we need him.
0: someone fucking batshit crazy like that. <laughs> Calm down, dude.
3: I may, I may have said that to him a couple times sitting on the bench. Did, did yeah. he ever challenge you? Like you, you got to have some good Keenan
1: stories teed up for us. You know what? Uh,
3: Mike Keenan? Yes. Ron Wilson. Absolutely. Oh, uh, he's was,
1: another one. Yeah.
3: Yes. And uh, you know, what, there'd be some times with him on the bench, That he come up to me and I just I just turn around and go you went shut the fuck up.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like you know
3: what dude like like that's not what I'm seeing on the ice and don't tell me how to play is you went like shut the fuck. I there was probably three or four times and we were in the lockout in 2004 and we were coming out of it and he was the first person I was the first person he called and texted and I'm like you know what I respect that. Because he yeah. knew how much passion I had. I said, you know what? No, I don't agree with you. And we'd sit in the office in after a game for an hour, going over film. I'm like, no, you're, you're thinking the wrong thing. I'm like, we need to do this. Or did he come back and say, no, you're, you're not thinking right. And I'd be like, you know what? Yep, you're right. Or he would say, yeah, you're right. But I respected those guys. Mike Keenan was on another scale. <laughs> Completely because he came into Boston when I was uh, playing there, and I'm like, oh my God, I heard stories of him in the Rangers and Philly, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this guy, but you know what? Once you go tell him to go fuck himself, you're good, you're golden. <laughs> Did any of the
1: players, like, hate him to the point where they were starting to, like, fuck with him? Like, maybe well, pull some pranks or, like, throw a dead fish in his office or something?
3: You know what? I'm sure there's players that actually wanted to get traded out of there with those yeah. coaches. But, again, it's, it's like uh, Tortorella in uh, in uh, Columbus. Hmm. You know what? If you can't handle the truth, <laughs> and it's a simple truth because there's nothing that I read that he says, you know what? Patrick Liney. You know what? You're not playing well. I mean, you're not doing the things I ask you to do. And, again, it's back-checking, forechecking. checking But I respect those coaches going, you know what? Play the game the right way. Those are the things you're taught as a young player. But if you're not doing them, you're not playing for me. And you're going to lose yeah. your ice time. So, again, it's, it, those coaches are hard on you. And there's some player coaches and, you know, softer coaches. But it's ultimately up to the players. So what do you think, boys? Keenan head coach,
1: Torch as an assistant. Oh, my uh, God. And Michelle Terrian as, as the other assistant. <laughs> that Can you imagine Aaron Carlson walking in when they announced <laughs> that? Oh, Chris
2: <fuck. laughs> Gabriel would walk. Through.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> would walk.
0: Um, I think Tortorella is actually, his contract is in, it, like It expires at the end of the season. Yep.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they uh, uh, extend him. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think they might. Uh, I think they will. Honestly, I think
3: they will as well.
1: He he's gotten so much yeah, out of that he's totally, out of the teams he's had with very yeah. limited talents. I mean, yeah, great no defense.
2: Over, yeah, they've always overachieved under him. Like, there's yeah, not one. Totally. Like, when was the last time you could say that he let that team like be a disappointment? The, the last they time he let a team down was with the
3: Vancouver. Yeah, with cleanup. the Vancouver. Literally, I was going to say, was that Vancouver?
2: Yeah, yeah, but, And that was so long ago, if you think about it, for a coach that's been, you know, like well, you said, with, with these teams that don't have, you know, he, he's not at these luxury teams that have got, you know, he's not at the Maple Leafs, you know. Well, and you know what's crazy with Torch, too? I mean, after his stint in Vancouver,
1: you know, we were talking like, this guy's never going to get a job again in the NHL. Yep. And yeah. it, everybody thought that. Everybody was talking about that here on the West Coast, at least. And uh, now,
3: now
2: look where he is. Well,
3: uh, I, th- I think right now it's, it's, it's Mike Bancock. Yeah, I mean, be, like, is he is he gonna get back in the league? Or, I was, I, uh, or I, I'd be
2: really curious to yep. see if he ever makes it back, Mike Babcock, because yep. it, it's he was he kind of the way he kind of left the Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it was it was kind of rough. So I I don't know with the day and age that we we're in whether he can make it back now, but yep. uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like I, I mean, agree with coaches that are tough on guys, but I think Babcock, like
1: yeah. Keenan, is just on that other level that i think in the last five years we've started to see that that's not working with this new generation yeah. of players so yeah I, I don't know i think it's gonna be tough for him to get back in but, uh, okay. yeah. all right boys uh that's that's a lot of coaching talk uh <laughs> let's take a quick break here on the other side we're gonna get into uh the fool we be pitying i'm pretty fool Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is the feature today yeah. on the Fool Weeby Pidion. Uh, just, uh, I don't even know what to name the hit. Just a, just a brutal hit. Foolish. It's just a, f- a foolish hit uh, against Carlo on the Boston Bruins, going right for the head. He gets a seven-game suspension out of this, which did not surprise me since he's been suspended, I don't know how many times yeah. now. I, sh- I should probably have it in front of me, but it's a ridiculous amount. I think at now. least
2: three or four. For
1: I was four or I mean, like, The Six or seven six or seven times which is yeah i mean and you'd figure this guy would learn his lesson and there's some hits like it's a fast game right so there's some headshots that it's like you know maybe you could have avoided it maybe not and it sucks that the guy got hit in the head this is one of those hits where it's like all right you knew where you were coming in you had a clear uh, line of
2: sight to this hit, and you went for the head. Man, that's he that's a up. fool. That's was, a fool right there. The multiple camera angles on it was unreal. Like you can clearly see he literally, he lines it right up to his head. It smashes this him into whole the body, glass. squished the head yeah. of Carlo into the <laughs> it was, glass. It was, it was I'm rough. surprised it didn't pop like a grape.
0: <laughs> he actually had to go to the hospital in an ambulance. So yeah,
1: we shouldn't be laughing. Well, about that's that the thing. Then, it's like yeah. you go for headshots <laughs> like that, and you're Tom Wilson, and you're over 200 pounds a beast of a man yeah. and you hit a guy like that fuck kyle did you see the hit
3: yes i did and you know what the thing was is they didn't call it uh hit to the head they call it boarding Sheesh. so for him to get uh what was it eight games seven games seven seven, yeah um only it was, seven it, it was the longest it was the longest suspension for a boarding call because it was not targeting the head which if you watch the replay it you know he came in there with a head of steam And hit him. The only thing I'll say this in in Wilson's defense is it is a fast game. Things move. So, again, it's to him to stop,
2: but – as That's a former a player, though, as a former player, do you, and you've watched and you've seen yep. it, do you not think that he, ha, in that situation, he's gliding in, that he did not have time to at, at least not hit the guy in the head? He had yep. plenty of time, right? He, it's he hard did. for us to say because we're not players. Yeah. So and, you know, a, there. there is a silver lining in this, too, a VI sports talk saying at least
1: it was not a tricep hit. Those <laughs> are lethal. Uh, Kyle, you, you um, might no know. Choice. Yeah, that. <laughs> so ask
3: that. ask uh, Richard Zednick about that one. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, what? it is it is a suspendable hit because you don't know, hit him in the head. Yeah. It yeah. just the way they called it. I'm like, what? Yeah. A boarding call. It's, it's the most games from a boarding call, but it wasn't a boarding. No. He basically ran in there full tilt. He, like, he lit up at the last minute, but again, it's you don't have to make that a hit. Yeah, do you mean like like you really don't like? Why are you trying to make that hit anyhow? Because there's another player on him, and that's yeah. where like again as a smart player, um, like myself back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would look at it going, well, we're we're like all you do is pass the puck away, yeah. yeah. But it was a stupid hit. It's not his first offense, and I actually thought he'd actually get more games. Cause you know what, Carlo's gonna be out. Uh, he's week to week right now, and I bet she's gonna concoct, he's concussed. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: And, well, I was about and, to say uh, that that kind of hit can have an effect on the rest of your life. At the end, oh of the my game.
3: god, oh my god, you mean I, I've known too many players that have the same hit on them that never come back from it.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's not, and just, that, it's not just hockey, right? It can affect yeah. your life. In so many different ways, and yep. and when it's something that was so preventable, when you yep. can watch it and it's so preventable, it, it's yep. it's crazy. And you're right; I, I am surprised it's only seven games. Yep.
1: Uh, Steve Cropper. sorry, sorry, Kyle, just going to yep. run down a couple comments here. Steve Cropper saying, "Is it time to put Wilson on the level of Rafi Torres?"
3: Well, you know, I'll put it this way: is you went, sometimes if if you do a dirty hit, to me, it's it's when that that player comes back is when the player that did the hit should come back. So if Carlos, if Carlos out all year, Wilson should be out all year. And again, it's just my personal opinion, because you know what? Like, like seven games, it really isn't that many games. Um, If you look over the course of the season, uh, I don't know, regular season, a regular schedule or, you know, but I'm like, you know what? There's some factor into that. And I'm like, you know what? Like what makes them have seven games? And I well, know I've
1: know, i had this argument with a few people. And, you know, my thoughts are I think you should take the injury into account yeah. uh, when you're giving out the suspension. But at the end of the day, here's the thing. You can get injured for 40 games off of a clean hit. So yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say, you know, you should be suspended as long as the guy's injured because it might be just a freak hit and you got yeah. him in a weird spot and he's out for 40 games. Yep.
3: Yeah. Do you know i mean it depends again this you mean that hit right there like a, an illegal hit to the head yeah, do you know yeah. i mean again it's, it's, if there's a clean hit somebody gets injured that's totally different
1: exactly but, and, I, and i think what you do is you see a hit like that you say okay probably a concussion probably at least two to three weeks he's going to be out that's what you make the suspension if at least and it, but if it's longer than three weeks the injury well that's too bad. I mean, yeah, you, you, you can't just keep him out. But I yeah. think you look at the injury and say, you know what? This guy's going to be out for X amount of games most yeah. likely. Let's factor that into uh, the suspension.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, again, seven, seven games is really, what, three weeks? I was going to say, with this shortened season, it's even less. It's just
2: over two. Like, wow. how is that even, like, even remotely – uh, yeah, Dave
1: Dave Aikman comments that in his thing, but it's too long for me to read. So I'm just gonna read the summed <laughs> up version. Saying either way, fuck Wilson. Uh, right. There you go.
3: <laughs> but the thing is, though, is you want you want those players on your team that are, would, yeah. are able to go in the corner and be physical. Do you mean like yeah. like Torres? You want those guys. Sometimes oh. sometimes they step over the line every once in a while, but you want those guys going in the corners for your uh, for your skilled guys. Yeah, because no, I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't consider Wilson like a, a top six. Uh, I think player. Wilson would
2: be like perfect for the Sharks. right Yes, now. yeah. Well, right. I mean, right. it, look at Wilson. I mean,
1: he has some talent. He's not the yep. most skilled guy out there yet. He's still getting paid what, over five million dollars. Yep. That yep. just shows you what kind of value his play yep. brings.
2: Seven million producer pigeons, uh, single
3: seven million bucks. That's but you know what? I honestly,
2: that doesn't even feel like an overpay. I don't see the the Caps fan base going, Wow, we're overpaying Wilson. We're here complaining about you know Carlson making 11, Burns making eight. You know, when a guy, when they're not even complaining that a guy like Carlson, uh, that like um, Wilson, sorry, is making seven. Yeah. Five, just sh- five, sorry, I just checked half-friendly, 5.1. Oh, so producer Pigeon's pigeon, uh, you're over. out of a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, job. I mean, he, he throws the luck at
0: <laughs> Tom Wilson's got 17 points in 21 games. So it's it's not like he's not skilled. I mean, he was yeah. a first-round pick as well. So
1: I, I think with Tom Wilson, is, he's skilled yeah. enough. To play with the top players on the capitals. And that's.
3: But he should should be smart enough not to make a hit like that. Uh, Yeah. I agree. And and that's
2: why he's the fool we'd be pitting this year. Yeah.
3: You know what? You could,
2: you know, he potentially could be making more than seven if he wasn't making these hits. You know, if he was able to have that, you know, I mentioned earlier, that hockey IQ to not do that stupid move and cost your team now for the next seven games. This guy could be making more than seven, which is crazy, really, but he could.
0: Yeah. I me, mean, going was, back to like Rafi Torres comparison, right? That's what Rafi Torres was for the sharks back in what was it 13, 14? I'm not sure exactly what year it was. But uh
3: it was before then. Was it? Yeah, it was before. Am
0: then. I that fucking old? Yeah, you are
3: <laughs> Fuck. especially wearing especially wearing an athletic athletics friggin' t shirt today, too. God damn right. How about that? Yeah, I
1: didn't even notice that to be honest with you. I think it's <laughs> right. The, it's the first time you haven't worn a Sharks uh, yeah. t shirt. So. Exactly. And no hat. Are you okay, Nick? <laughs> because we're not
0: man. We got fucking
2: <laughs> <laughs> no hat and no I got some good old
0: fashioned American therapy with my wife on Saturday morning. So that was nice, but like <laughs> fucking Andy. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, man. All right. Nick, nice. uh, uh, what are you know. talking about? Old <laughs> <In> fashioned <laughs> therapy? What?
0: American therapy. We went shooting.
3: Oh. Oh, yeah.
0: that's
2: not what I was thinking at yeah. all. Here's, <laughs> here's the question. Me neither.
0: Actually, Producer Pigeon wants to know
1: this. Were you shooting pigeons or just targets?
0: Just targets. Pigeon, <laughs> oh, don't yeah, worry. Okay, okay. And if the pigeons were there, they'd be clay anyways. You'll be all right.
3: <laughs> got to go, hey, go axe throwing next time. Axe, got throwing axe throwing
0: with Kyle. We'll do care. a vlog. <laughs> right?
1: I, I actually have gift cards for the uh, local axe throwing place oh. right in town. So I, right. I, I've i been meaning to go there for a while, so i, I got to get it done. Yeah, hey, I, be- I
3: always be- want to try it out. But Beer is be an axe throwing. It's actually pretty good. Can yeah, we put like a Vegas play.
0: Golden Knights logo <laughs> up on the target. I'll hit it right in the fucking center every time. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh,
1: Pigeon, how, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? Pretty good. There cool. you go. Couple drinking poos, pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Well, I think that's it for uh, the Fool We Be Pigeon. I just want to run down a couple comments that we got off of uh, Twitter <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> as I try and concentrate, as Pigeon is. Uh, this is mating dance,
0: back. isn't it? Dylan, <laughs> <laughs> you got a fun night ahead of you, bud. <laughs> I, I know.
1: I thought there was a weird smell in here, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yes. the hockey minute at the hockey minute. Uh, their question was, when will the Sharks competitive window reopen from the outside? It looks like a lot of painful years ahead. Uh, yeah. A lot of painful years ahead. I, I Like I said, I think this was supposed to be the window, but we opened it and there was just another wall. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I don't know when the next window is going to be. It depends how quickly we can jump
2: into a rebuild. I think Minimum four years, I think, until we're actually at a place where we can uh, contend again. Uh, And that's if we do the right decisions. Colonel underscore salty
1: dog says, hello, all hello. uh, Hello, salty. Hello, hello, salty.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) Pigeon pump. Um, (laughs) Another question from San Jose sharks, FR at SJ sharks, FR on Twitter. Uh, says, complete rebuild necessarily or retooling possible. Is a goalie all we need? Well, we've talked about on this episode. We need more than a goalie. Yeah. Goalie would be a great start. Um, I don't think we're in the position where just a retool is enough. I think we need to need to burn this mother to the ground and and start fresh, to be quite yeah. honest with you.
0: Yeah, if they, if they keep like the core players of Kane and Couture, I feel like the 23-24 season may be like, it like every single possible move would have to generate like a positive like a net positive that could make it back to the playoffs but it still wouldn't be a like a great retool essentially
3: go get jack eichel Yep. Oh, or, yeah or a taylor hall you I mean again it's, they need somebody that uh excites the fan base and to me right now is nothing excites the fan base do I you mean we have the play we have a, a bunch of skilled players but there's nobody in the farm system. There's nobody in the team that goes maybe except for Leonard, right, Nick? That <laughs> goes you want? that that basically like says you want we can build off of him. And that's what I'm not seeing right now. And and that's what I want to see, besides producer pigeon. Uh, are you gonna shotgun another beer back there? Or what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, Please.
1: producer pigeon. He's uh Kyle's asking if you're gonna shotgun another beer or not.
0: Looks like he's relieving himself right now.
2: I yeah, know <laughs> like yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah, we, we got a bucket under the table here. Move my here. feet
0: yeah. over here. Uh,
2: <laughs> got
1: a little, got a little sprinkle on my boots. Um,
0: I right. got a quick question for you guys, though. Assuming, and this is we should, we all agree that Martin Jones is gone at the end of this year. Like he, whether it's a tra- yeah. whether it's a forced trade or a buyout, is there a free agent that you guys have your eyes set on, or that you've seen that's going to well a, a goaltending free agent for next year?
1: I don't like. I'll be honest, Nick. I don't even know who's coming up. I don't. I don't know what the free agent market is going to be like this year. So uh, kind of yeah. caught me off guard here a little bit. <laughs> a
0: couple you know, of I'd the biggest it's... names are like Freddie Anderson, Peter Mrazek, Chris Drager for uh, Florida. All these guys who statistically are better.
3: I mean, uh, one of those, one of those guys. The, what's it, Drager that's from Florida? Yeah, I bet she goes to Seattle. I'll take. I mean, uh-huh. in the in the expansion draft, I think what the Sharks need is either either Dubnik or Jones, and then uh, the young kid in the freaking Barracuda to bring on the Chuck. You want to no, talk I'm about just... a guy
0: with some fucking passion. Melnichuk slammed the fucking bench yeah. doors yesterday in their three-two yeah. overtime loss. Yep. He slammed the fucking bench doors Shut he was fucking hot, dude. And, and was... you
1: know what he said when he slammed the stick? He said Don't fuck. P- <laughs> he said, Don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining, just like <laughs> Shane. <Van Eystleck. laughs>
3: yeah, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great <laughs> comment, Shane. Oh, was was man,
3: the Sharks need to find a young goalie yeah. that they can like mentor, but they need a veteran goalie as well. So yeah. I mean like I'm I'm not saying Dubnik is the answer or Jones is the answer, but again, is is there's nobody right now, in my opinion, that that I hate to say this, that gets me a heart on for the sharks right now, going, Ooh. you know what? I'm gonna follow them and we're gonna build a team around them. Yeah. And to me, it's it's not it's not Burns, it's on Carlson, it's on Couture, uh, it's not a Hurdle anymore. I thought I thought it would have been Hurdle. Uh maybe it's Leonard.
0: I think yeah. it's Ferraro.
3: It's It's been a limp year, hasn't it, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, it has been it's a limp been, <laughs> year. It's just... You know, it's flaccid, man. <laughs> it, it, you year. Know, it's frustrating because you know, I, I thought this team would do better than what they were, and and I love the signing of Dubnik to help Jones and push Jones to another level. It just has not... I mean, there's other teams that are quicker, faster. Like, when I watch a game against Vegas, I'm like, my God, and I hate Vegas, but I'm like, they just look much faster. Uh, Minnesota, Colorado. I yeah. mean, like you're you're watching teams that are going through a, a transition. Even LA or Anaheim, they just look a lot faster and a lot more engaged right now than the Sharks. do, even Arizona, and I hate. I mean, I hate all those teams anyhow. But I'm like, you know, what? I just don't see somebody you can build a team around right now, unless they go out and make a trade or make a a draft choice that you can go. You know what? Like a, like a McDavid or I mean somebody like that, but who knows?
0: For a lot of those teams, they have players that are playing for their jobs. Yep. Whereas the Sharks, don't, they don't have anyone playing for jobs. Yep. They already have their money. I mean, yep. they, I'm telling they have you, no I'm reason to play. I'm
2: telling you, it's the accountability. They yep. lost Jumbo Joe, who even last year, you know, they were struggling, but you didn't see these little mistakes that you do right now. Yep. Thank you, Pigeon, yep. for agreeing with me. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I think it has to come from somewhere. It's not coming from the coaching. It's not coming yep. from the players, and that has yep. to change. And nothing okay. will change until that happens.
0: Yep. Yep. Put yep. my mom this, on the coaching staff. <laughs> this this was a great the therapy session,
1: yeah. boys. Great therapy <laughs> session. We, you need to let it out a little bit. I like yep. it. I like it um anything else you want to touch on before we jump off this episode
0: we you have know? st louis that- on monday boys it's gonna be one another rough fucking game of goonery from them because that's just the way that they play um i have something completely random that i want to bring up um a, a show
1: that i watched on netflix the other day have you guys seen the mike tyson mysteries cartoon I've,
2: i haven't watched it no,
1: if, if I've, you I've, haven't I've go of... watch it right now like <laughs> smoke a little something watch mike tyson mysteries it's like 10 minutes long it's the most fucked up shit you'll ever see on netflix <laughs> right? it's amazing like, 10 minute the, yeah 10 minute episodes so uh go there's to, my go final to, go, to,
3: go to trail bc and then watch it. <laughs> go to trail bc
1: yeah I'm, I'm sure they'll have netflix in the hotel there in trail i mean they don't have much but they have that and little Mike Tyson mysteries going um right? all right that, that's what I've well that's what's come to now I can't watch hockey it's it's too depressing yeah. <laughs> so I watch Mike Tyson cartoons um I think that's it though I think that's it boys I think yeah. uh, once we start talking about Mike Tyson you know it's a good time to get out of the studio um <laughs> Thanks everybody for watching the live stream and listening to the podcast. Let's give a shout out uh, to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore THPN. Boys, what is Pigeon doing behind me? Alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> he is I'm the, the physical
0: embodiment of all Sharks fans right now.
3: He's just fucking drinking whiskey right off the bottle. I love
1: it. <laughs> Pigeon is an absolute gem, best <laughs> hire we've ever made at the Hockey Podcast Network. <laughs> uh, you can also Yeah, you can also follow the network at HockeyPodNet and the show. I don't know if I mentioned this at Stick Hungry Pod. Uh, producer T, at uh, producer underscore T E E and Kyle, uh, McLaren underscore K and Nick. You find me
0: at Nick Floor underscore
1: and you can follow Producer Pigeon at Producer underscore pigeon he's uh, still alive after if all he's this. he's still thing.
2: alive after <laughs> it's a <hell> a <laughs> he's, he he, he's on a bender boys he, he might not make it
1: he's down <laughs> and out he's down out anyways thanks everybody for watching the live stream and listening to the podcast uh this is this has been a fun episode this has been a good one um we will catch you on thursday